Vox Quick Hits. Hey there, Emily here. We're still on vacation, so here's one last favorite episode from May. One about the world of Make America Great Again coffee shops. That's right, MAGA coffee. People who want guns, the flag, and Donald Trump with their morning latte. You may or may not remember the great Starbucks Christmas cup scandal of 2015. The coffee chain announced that its annual holiday-themed cups would be plain red, and the move scandalized some Republicans, who apparently wanted something more festive. Welcome back. The war on Christmas off to an early start. Outrage brewing across the country as Starbucks unveils holiday cups with no Christmas designs. Do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take Christ and Christmas off of their brand new cups? That's why they're just plain red. America can make anything political, including coffee. A number of right-wing coffee companies have popped up across the country, seeking to appeal to conservative consumers and Donald Trump fans. It's yet another development in the ongoing theme of corporate America getting political. Freelance reporter Luke Winky recently did a deep dive into the weird world of MAGA coffee, and he's here to tell us what's up. So political polarization in the culture wars have found kind of a new niche to manifest themselves in. Coffee shops. What is going on? Yeah, the the MAGA contingency has taken coffee. Coffee is the new uh, battle zone in our ongoing uh, political strife and in our, in our ongoing effort to express ourselves politically. You know, like that that has become the uh, the new front lines. There are conservative coffee shops that are maybe not sweeping the nation, but there are now a couple of conservative coffee shops that are, you know, becoming notorious. And where are they? Like, what are they doing? Because, like, I live in New York. I think mm. you do, too. I don't have a MAGA coffee shop. So where <laughs> where do these places exist? There are a couple ones that exist on a purely kind of subscription, like HelloFresh-esque basis. There are two, a couple of high-profile brick-and-mortar ones, one in uh, Hiram, Georgia, the other one kind of in the Tampa area called Conservative Grounds, which uh, ended up being kind of the focal point of the piece we did. There's also one in Maine called Confefe Coffee that, from what I understand, lasted about nine months, just didn't quite have the juice to, uh, to stick around. So tell me about Conservative Grounds. Like, what is it? Mm. Where is it? You said that's kind of one that you've really focused on in your reporting. So it's a legit brick and mortar kind of like loungy coffee shop. They sell coffee and patriotism. That's part of their slogan. And you can go inside, you can get all their roasts, but they also sell a lot of uh, Trump gear, MAGA movement gear. They also have a sort of recreation of the Oval Office in the back of the store with cardboard cutouts of of Donald Trump and Melania Trump. So you can kind of sit there for a Photoshop. It honestly feels like a an amusement park attraction for conservatives in a lot of ways, on top of being a coffee shop. The person that runs it uh, referred to it as a camaraderie shop more than a coffee shop, a way to, you know, to get away from the innate liberalness of your average coffee shop, which I will have to admit to give that guy credit, he's probably right that, you know, your average coffee shop probably skews liberal in their clientele. I don't think... He's wrong necessarily in his estimation there, but they've taken that and put it all to the forefront of, you know, like this, this, this is the place you go to if uh, if those other places are kind of wearing you out. Uh-huh. And they have a concealed carry 
permit class as well. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing that anymore, but there is definitely a schedule on the website that for 50 bucks, they were having these like kind of like weekly concealed carry permit classes. So you could show up and get your coffee and uh, carry a gun in and around the Tampa area, I suppose, which, you know, it's all about the identity. You know, that's a a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And what about uh, the subscription ones you mentioned as well? So people can order coffee to their homes. That's that's Republican coffee. Yeah. So Black Rifle Coffee Shop has been around since God. 2014, I think. So they're the more long running ones. They're they're kind of a more of an internet based company. But you know, you can still, I believe, conservative grounds will ship you their coffee all over the country. Same with Thrasher Coffee we mentioned earlier in Georgia, and that one's pretty funny because they have a coffee blend called the Number 47 Blend. You know, <sighs> instead of their Number 45 Blend, so you can get the 47 Blend if you are still all in on on Trump 2024. Uh, they'll ship that all over the, all over the country as well. Wow, yeah. And reading through your story, it looks like they also have Sleepy Joe decaf blend and MAGA blend deplorable. <laughs> I did not see the Sleepy Joe decaf until you guys mentioned that to me, but that's, that is a pretty good joke. I have to hand it to him them to go with Sleepy Joe decaf, but they all have those kind of MAGA right-wing meme names, you know? It's um, everything they sell really lays it on thick with the with the political uh, association. Which sort of gets me to my next and maybe big question, which is why coffee? Like, why would coffee be political? I think a lot of people on the MAGA right have really kind of singled out Starbucks to be this necrotic influence on the culture uh, that, you know, that they represent like mainstream liberalism in America or something. So mm-hmm. every, every coffee shop I spoke to or looked at that has this kind of conservative association really calls out Starbucks in, in a major way. But in a more utilitarian sense, uh, the thing about coffee, it's pretty easy to sell. You know, it has a wide popularity. A lot of people drink coffee kind of across the political spectrum. Um, all those factors combined, if you want to start some sort of merchandising or food startup or store and you're trying to think of what kind of product to slap your name across coffee makes a lot of sense uh because of all those factors and maybe i'm forgetting here but why are people mad at starbucks i I, all i really remember here is the is the starbucks cup right the red cup that was supposedly anti-christmas but why starbucks yeah so the red cup uh was kind of the the first big one when I went in and I asked for my coffee, they asked for my name, and I told them my name is Merry Christmas. So guess what, Starbucks? I tricked you into putting Merry Christmas on your cup. But I think the thing that really kind of put the stuff on the map and was the thing that really kind of made people know what Black Rifle Coffee Company was, at least outside of their core user base, was in early 2017, after the Muslim ban, uh, Starbucks announced that they were going to be hiring 10,000 refugees. Kind of like one of the first moments where we realized that post-Trump that companies are just going to end up being a lot more political. And Black Rifle countered by saying they were going to hire 10,000 veterans, you know, uh, and like as like a rebuke to that. So I think that was sort of the origin point in a lot of ways of uh, people understanding what this is. Have the Trumps taken notice of any of these places? Oh, yeah. Donald Trump Jr. has been to conservative grounds. There's a video on the conservative grounds website uh, of Trump Jr., kind of showing off the plays. Guys, what's going on? Don Jr. here. I just came into the coolest coffee shop I've ever seen. 
Uh, this is not a typical Starbucks uh, or anything even close. It's much, much more awesome. We got some Blue Lives Matters and Trump stickers and Second Amendment stuff and flags and guns on the wall. And how about some Patriots? He's he's in there and he's really happy that uh, they're playing Fox News and not, and not this is, CNN. This is awesome. Even playing Fox News instead of the Communist News Network. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing about conservative crowns. It's a coffee shop that is constantly blaring cable news, as far as I can tell, which is not generally what you expect from your uh, neighborhood coffee shop, I would imagine. No, but I guess if I went to Florida, I might check it out. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. <laughs> It doesn't seem like it's a bad coffee shop. I can't speak for the quality. I've never tried it. But as far as like a place that you could like kind of take your laptop to, mm-hmm. I was sort of impressed. I think I think it could work that way. Is there anything like special or unique about the coffee these people are serving? This was one of my biggest questions uh, going into this story because, you know, there's no such thing, at least I would think, as a coffee that tastes progressive or tastes conservative. I did reach out to uh, Rasher Coffee. They responded by saying, it is our messaging that is more or less conservative, not our delicious roasts, which I think kind of uh, reveals the hand a little bit. Basically saying, you know, people come here because we have the Donald Trump stuff and that that's the reason they're here. Like the coffee itself probably tastes about as good as your average boutique coffee shop. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I don't know. But I, I think that last part of the quote was kind of revealing. So it's like, don't come for the coffee, but yes, for the picture with the Donald Trump cutout. Right. It's like what the what the conservative grounds guy said. You know, it's a camaraderie shop. People are there to feel the vibe, you know, more than anything else. To zoom out a little bit, coffee isn't the only product or brand that's been tangled up in politics, which you got at a little bit just now. Yeah. We have, you know, Ben and Jerry's, likes Bernie Sanders, Hobby Lobby, who likes whatever Hobby Lobby likes. And they're pretty outspoken about their views. Mm -hmm. Are U.S. politics and consumerism just completely inseparable now? It's interesting. We talked to an advertising scholar in the story who really kind of basically said that companies really did not have a way to navigate Trump. Trump specifically, how polarizing Trump was, how much people cared about politics in these past four years. You know, people that have been generally pretty disengaged. It became such a part of kind of mainstream culture in a way that it just hasn't been. And I think that really kind of forced a lot of companies to take stands on this stuff because of how politically innovative it was. I, I think this past year is probably the best example in 2020, just how every company on the earth, it felt needed to put out some sort of solidarity statement, or at least comment on Black Lives Matter during the George Floyd protests. And, uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like we are exiting that time anytime soon, even though, you know, obviously Joe Biden hedged his whole campaign on unity or being the unity candidate. So it remains to be seen if we will snap back to the old times of just like neutrality or or companies just expressively not being political. Maybe that will happen because obviously that was sort of the... Uh, the sage advice for years that companies shouldn't be political because that's kind of what's been the mandate for a long time. But yeah, I don't know if we're going to be going back to that anytime soon, which I think, you know, that that could be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, you definitely see after uh, some of the voting laws in Georgia, right? Right. Trump's no longer in office, but we've certainly seen companies weigh in and and frankly be expected to weigh in and and see some maybe consequences if if they don't. Yeah, I, I expect that to 
continue to happen. Ordinary people are just definitely more engaged in on what's happening in Washington than I think they were, you know, before Trump in a lot of ways. Uh, maybe that will eventually recede to the background. It, it's possible, but I don't know. It feels like that that is going to continue for a long time. It's really easy for a company to put out a statement, right? <laughs> it's another thing to back up their actions. And I, I guess I'm curious, like, is this something that like consumers need to pay attention to? Like, whatever, you want to do MAGA coffee, have a nice day. <laughs> but like, you know, if my favorite company says they're going to stop funding Republican lawmakers who call for the insurrection or whatever, like, do you have thoughts on how to keep these companies accountable? Because my sense is like, once everybody stops looking, you know, companies go back to business as normal. Yeah. And it's interesting also when you think of like, company like conservative grounds, you know, like they're doing more than just putting out statements, you know, they're, they're hosting concealed carry classes, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's it, they, they're going as like a, a lot, many steps further, I think in terms of their political advocacy than, you know, these so-called like liberal companies that put out a statement during the black lives matter protest. I, I don't know um, how to keep the, the fire on those companies for, mm-hmm. for doing and saying more, but you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, a number of months past the Trump administration, and there's still pressure for companies to pull out. Uh, I believe it was Georgia with their with their voting discrimination right. laws, you know, and that actually had a material impact. I guess that's a good sign. But I, I think still a lot of those companies are probably going to skew towards hesitancy, at least a lot more hesitant than a company like Conservative Grounds or Black Rifle Coffee Company. You know, they're just playing a different game than than those other companies. Right. The the coffee company wants to sell you something because you're a Republican, but, you know, Costco or Walmart wants to sell something to, to anybody who, who wants to buy something. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Luke Winky is a freelance reporter, and you can find him on Twitter at Luke underscore Winky. I'm Emily Stewart, and this is Tell Me More. Our producer is Sophie Lalonde. You can find more stories from Vox in the Vox Quick Hits feed wherever you get your podcasts. 